Hey there, everybody. This is Scott Grimes. This is Mark Jackson. This is Patrick Cox. You know, Justin the Ogre. Hi, this is Jessica Zor. This is BJ Tanner. You are tuned into the Planetary Union Network with your host, Lieutenant Commander Portis. Hey, this is Joe Quickle. And I'm Michael May. And this is Planetary Union Network, the official Orville New Horizons podcast. Um, You're a pro at that now. What's that? You're a pro at that now. I know. It only took me all season. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, back in the in the fan hot seat is Johnny Reed, who Johnny. was our first fan guest on. It appears we are victorious. <laughs> I'm glad to see I didn't screw it up. And I, I even got a, an invite back. And I really appreciate that, guys. Uh, it's uh, it's great being on with you guys. And obviously talking about this show is basically all I do, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's a good pastime. It is. It is. It's a, it's a good, unhealthy habit to have. <laughs> Just consumes every waking moment. Just every waking moment. <laughs> And that's okay. During the season, I love that. The the energy that's out there right now is exactly right. what I'm going for. You know what I mean? That's exactly what it attracted me here. And well, at least on Twitter. I mean, I, I get on Instagram, but it's like, you can't retweet anything. Why can't I like, you know, up some things? <laughs> yeah, there, there used to be a, uh, that like, you know, repost Instagram thing. And then that, like the developer didn't keep up with it apparently. And, uh, now, like, every, I, I went and looked for a couple of different apps, and they're all pay to use. And uh, uh, I'm like, I, I can retweet for free. So, yeah, come on, guys. Exactly. Exactly. I can retweet like crazy for free. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at my analytics the other day, and I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. What 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 are you doing with your life, John? But. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you're making me not ever want to look at my analytics now. <laughs> oh, I love it though. I, I do because I can literally watch when the season came out just from looking at my <laughs> the, the tweet scape, so to speak. Funny. So, uh, Comic Con panel. Uh, Tom got to be on his first panel. Yay! Hell yeah! He belongs up there. And then, uh, and then I think he promptly went on vacation. But. <laughs> that's good now that is the the best news i've heard if that's that's true yeah yeah i was talking to him earlier today and uh yeah excellent uh, <laughs> i hope you turn that damn phone off for a little while and just you know let the notifications roll yeah so uh midnight blue yeah i still don't know what this title refers to yeah we had some speculations about it uh isn't it the but, luminite uh, like the midnight blue luminate. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I kind of thought that's what it was. Well, uh, yeah, we were right. because of song or poem reference. Yeah, we I was trying to make it with, with this Lou Graham song from the '80s, but um, oh, yeah. okay, okay. I see. I've seen a lot of uh, sort of theories go out there, but I haven't seen anything that's sort of been confirmed or anything yet. So yeah, but. I, I I don't know on that. I I thought I was, it was just the the luminite. I, you are abs- You are one hundred percent correct. That, that's got to be it. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, I, Johnny. I was looking for some <laughs> deeper meaning, but that is that is one hundred percent what it is. Yes. Um, is that the okay. same color that's used in the Orville blue, like on the engines? Is that oh, the the it really color like code? It. I'm actually going to look that up right now. Midnight blue. <laughs> See if there's a color code. For, uh, well, I don't know yeah, if midnight kind of blue reserved. is the same color, but it looked like the the same color of the of the firefly thingy was. Um, it was definitely the, blue. Yeah, right. The luminescent or the the, the super rare one that uh, Topa is compared to. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that that kind of seemed like a uh, almost a drone to me at that point. Like, how did you know? Because it kind of led Topa away. So like I, I almost think that that like oh they were overhearing the conversation they're like ah release the blue luminite drone <laughs> 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 they have the specially engineered drone that they made just for that planet oh man we are going to talk about this because I have questions about the, those Machlins and their plans. <laughs> 
Um, you ready to get into the synopsis, Joe? Let's get into it. Yeah. All right. So it is time for the first inspection of the Mocklin female sanctuary world that was established uh, last season with the Mocklins and the union, both sending parties to make sure that the details of the compromise are being followed. So the Mocklins want to verify that Havina, the leader of the colony, founder of the colony has brought no new Mocklin females to the planet. She agreed to do that. Um, while the union wants to verify that the Mocklin government is leaving the sanctuary unmolested. So representatives from both go down and due to its role in setting up the sanctuary in the first place, the Orville is selected to conduct the union's inspection. So Ed assigns the job to Kelly and Bordas, but Topa also comes along as an observer since she's never met a Mocklin female before. She doesn't really have that role model in her life. Um, and everybody thinks it would be encouraging for her to visit the sanctuary. But while on the sanctuary, Havina reveals to Topa that they are indeed still rescuing Mocklin females from Mocklis. Havina also asks Topa to help coordinate communications between Mocklis and the sanctuary using her access to the Orville's communications equipment. Topa agrees and is almost immediately taken prisoner by the Mocklin inspection team, who somehow finds out that this is all going on. This is where my questions come in. We'll talk about it. While Kelly and Bordas pursue the inspection team in an attempt to rescue Topa, Havina wrestles with a complicated decision. So Kelly and Bordas are unable to communicate with the Orville or any other union representative. So no one knows about their rescue attempt, or at least they don't know like how it's going. The only way that the union can sanction a legal investigation into Topa's abduction is to demonstrate that Mocklas has a reason to take her meaning that Havina will have to admit that she broke the treaty that allowed Sanctuary to continue to exist in the first place. If Havina does that, she puts countless Mocklin female lives in danger. But if she doesn't, of course, then there's no hope of Topo's return. So that's the setup for the episode. And we'll kind of go in and, and dig into some more details and certainly dig into like kind of what happens towards the end. We'll spoil it all. I guess one of the first things I want to talk about is we find out early on kind of kind of in the setup like before they even leave the ship topa talks about she she admits um to having kind of a crush on a boy and she has a conversation <laughs> with kelly about uh whether she should reveal that and kelly encourages her to just to tell the guy and so she does and it turns out to be gordon <laughs> <laughs> in a really funny awkward conversation in engineering in front of everybody I, I was just I, I was glad for the the sort of the return to comedy, yeah. Again, just for a second, like I am enjoying the serious sci-fi that New Horizons has been bringing, mm -hmm. but I do like that that momentary momentary sort of a release valve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the all all the sideways glances at <laughs> Malloy every time she says something, and he's like, "Oh yeah, totally." Uh, I really like you too. <laughs> And Gordon's just totally the guy that that's going to fly right yeah. on by, right? Yeah, yeah. Everyone, and everyone else in the, go, yeah, everyone else in engineering is like, dude. Uh, yeah, I just love his positivity in the moment. He's like, uh, yeah, yeah, I like you too. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> you know, even even Yafit, which is you know, the only expression is literally a mouth. You get right. pull a jelly with a mouth. <laughs> He's just like, what's going on? <laughs> She uh, just tells him that she likes his female traits, and he's like, "Okay, you know, like, it's just unbelievable." Had me dying. Yes, and I forget what she says that finally clues him in, but then L Lamar just goes, "There it is, <laughs> like there it is." You, you there finally it is, got it. <laughs> it's Sherlock, right? <laughs> oh my gosh, it was so good. It was so good, and he handled it so well too. Like he, he, you know he let her down super easy. She seemed to take it pretty well. And, and he um, laid it out pretty clear. I thought too, like, Hey, yeah. I look at you like a sister, you know what I mean? And it's right. boom. Okay. There it is. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yep. yep. So we have properly classified our, uh, our, uh, <laughs> our relationship here, but, and I also like, you know, just, I know we're kind of like little topic jumping ahead, but I like, you know, later on how he kind of supports that, you know what I mean? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He gets himself in some trouble later, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, but probably going to get court martialed for this, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> definitely going to get court martialed for that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Right he's in front of everybody. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. We're, crazy. you know, next episode, I mean, let's not be not, surprised but... if 
let's not be surprised if we see Ensign Malloy. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, the first demotion on the would that be the first demotion on the Orville? Maybe. Yeah. Uh oh. Yeah. No way. Don't do that to my 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 boy Scott. You can't you can't do that. No. No, they probably won't. But <laughs> can't take his wings. <laughs> he was saying what everybody was thinking. <laughs> he absolutely was. And it's not like uh Ed doesn't disagree either. Oh, you no. know, like uh earlier when he was talking to uh Halsey, he, he even kind of jumped out of line there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, he called it like bullshit or something and yeah, Paul's just like, watch your tone, dude. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we are jumping ahead a little bit, but um, we'll get back around to it. But um, just speaking of Lamar and uh, and some of the other characters, like there's this episode. It's it's an hour and a half long. It's like feature film length. Um, it's very. Oh, I love it. I know there's like so much here. There's a there's a lot, um, but not every character kind of isn't as equally involved in it. So like John, um, Isaac, Claire, and Charlie all have pretty minor roles. I think they, they might get like one scene each. Well, that yeah. seems to be sort of like their theme, right? Um, like of the whole season sort of is like, uh, I, I know John Kassar was talking about this on nation of Orville the other night. Um, he was talking about how that, you know, each, character or set of characters will have sort of their own storyline in different parts of the season they like Mm -hmm. to mix it around so i I thought that you know kind of made sense and plus you know it's it's our big season three we want to show off everybody you know we've had the isaac episode we clearly know who charlie is Mm -hmm. you know um Mm -hmm. john he's always been great i mean uh you know what do we what are we left with here though i think we've gotten a couple of certainly some big kelly moments Mm -hmm. um but yeah, in this episode, those four, you know, sort of set back with the uh, the likes of uh, Lieutenant uh, Turco and uh, Brosk, and they played a great supporting roles for this. I mean, you couldn't have done that scene without John in engineering. Uh, right, right. <laughs> you know, it's just his looks, the, the nonchalant, like, okay, you know what, I'm going to go back to work while you, you know, <laughs> put your abacus to work there, Malloy. <laughs> <laughs> and we got we got dan back too yeah dan is there there's even oh like a- yes yeah dan absolutely we got dan back yeah and he even he is flabbergasted that Moy or yeah that, that scott's not picking this up <laughs> <laughs> i just like uh, he's an attractive guy right yeah yeah <laughs> even unk is like looking out from behind like a piece of equipment it's like what's going on here <laughs> yeah unk picks up on the human social cues better than um malloy is at this point that's what right. we're, what i'm led to believe yeah <laughs> I, I gotta believe that that uh that helps with his side business oh i was yeah that that's a great point. I mean, he's got to know a lot of uh, human social interactions in order to do what he does. <laughs> yeah, but I, I agree with you, Johnny, that, you know, like those four characters in particular don't have much to do in this episode. But like, I I think let the story be what the story is and, and it can't be about everybody. And you don't necessarily have to, like, give everybody something to do because throughout the course of the season like you were saying, you know, they all do get something to do, but they don't have to all be like super important to each, each episode. It's all about that team. Right. Right. Um, so what'd you guys think about Havina in this? Like first of all, uh, I mean, she, she breaks the treaty, then she recruits Topa. Sorry for, first of all, I mean, Rena Owens just hands down, kills it just crushes it every time she's on the screen but i mean putting her together with what they've come up with in season three it's just like we are so lucky to to have her and and she has just stuck with us and i love it i love every (laughs) bit of it i i now as far as in universe the canon goes yeah the the breaking of the treaty does not surprise me um and, and in addition it does not surprise me that she would attempt to involve topa whatsoever i mean you you know she's basically like she essentially like created an entire intergalactic you know (laughs) underground railroad to funnel female machlins off of machlis to sanctuary at the same time she's basically like 
put herself at the top of the, 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 the consumed literature on Machlis. You know what I mean? So she's, she's playing a very large game. She's definitely put on a, a good face for us most of the time, but mm-hmm. she's prepared to do whatever it takes within limits, it seems, though, because she does here clearly come, you know, turn around and she's like, okay, you know what? We're just going to let this be and, you know, admit everything. Yeah, which is a journey for her, which, I mean, this is really her episode. Absolutely. Um, you know, she's yeah, the one absolutely. with the character arc in this thing. And, and she got to meet Dolly. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, yeah, it, it it just it does feel, you know, it, it feels right that she, of course, she's breaking the treaty, like, you know, that's, and of course, she's not telling anybody, um, you know, because why would she? Like, that's, you know, it's it's, quote unquote, illegal what she's doing, but it is the right thing to do to to right. save these women, um, the, uh, you know, and and the thing about recruiting topa like that's that's a little bit more of a gray area um and uh and and i really liked her and ed's conversation about it too because ed was pretty angry that um you know he sees topa as like being you know obviously young but very susceptible very you know kind of wanting to please especially her hero Um, of course she's gonna say yes and she just kind of feels like havina put topa into a a position that Topa wasn't really prepared to deal with um, or, you know, equipped to really think about the the repercussions of what she was agreeing to. Absolutely. No. And, you know, Ed kind of lays into her about it too. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, he yeah. kind of says what needs to be said right there. It's like, you know, uh, and I forget the quote off the top of my head, but um, you know, he, he really does point, you know, well, what the hell are you thinking? You know, like, what, what were you doing? Like, you say you value this and then you just jeopardize a child and, you know, something about uh, using tactical. Uh, ah, I'm going to have to look that up. I should have looked that up. Yeah, before, uh, it was something about um, <laughs> disguising uh, tactical, op- tactical opportunism yes. as a uh, pious morality. Right. Exactly. Yep. Boom. Took me a second, but the memory banks <laughs> accessed it. <laughs> good. My memory banks are not that good. <laughs> yeah, I'm still running on like Star Trek TNG era isolinear chips, you know? So we don't, <laughs> we don't have the fancy Voyager neural network in this head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was – yeah, I really enjoyed her journey. I really enjoyed – we'll talk more about kind of like the journey she goes on in a little bit here because uh, – but – you know, she starts off making what I consider to be a bad decision. Ed thought it was a bad decision, um, but she then has to deal with kind of the repercussions of that decision and and decide, okay, what is she going to do now? And uh, that's what the whole episode's about. And you know, I think I saw a mention on on Twitter about the whole scene in um, uh, when they they come into the village. You know what I mean? And they're out there to dance around the fire, the music in the background. Mm-hmm. I believe that was also a Dolly Parton song. Yeah. I was going to so bring that Jolene. up. If anybody else noticed, yeah, it was Jolene. Yeah. Yeah. That is just, I didn't even notice that. I didn't pick up on that at all. And I just, I noticed that today in a Twitter thread somewhere. Yeah. That's <laughs> one of my favorite Dolly songs. Um, and, uh, and it had already been included because they played nine to five earlier. Um, Oh, so you were just having a treat when that song came on. I was just like, oh, hey, all right, more Dolly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I thought it, it, was, it was just interesting they didn't do the, any of the lyrics to that song because this song's all about Jolene, please don't take my man. You know, it's a, it's a great song, but it's not exactly a feminist uh, anthem. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't think nine to five uh... – <laughs> You would until the Orville came along. I don't think I ever saw nine to five as a as a sort of like uh, civilization banner of call. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the uh, yeah, the rallying song for the, the yeah the ra- that's movement. that's that's it. I have good words. Um, they also what was what was kind of funny about nine to five and when they use that is uh, right at the same time without coordination 
that was also used in Deadpool 2. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, and I do remember that in Deadpool 2. Yeah. So here's my big question. How the hell did the Mocklins find out about Havina breaking the treaty and recruiting Topa? Because like moments after Topa, um, you know, is recruited, but they, she has this conversation with Havina in private off by themselves. Moments after that, the Mocklins have captured Topa and are taking her away. Um, well, you, I, I kind of already, uh, I don't know if we were recording at that point though, were we? <laughs> with the, uh, the drone theory. Yeah. Oh, the, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, we were. I think because we were talking about. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. The little luminite. Think the, yeah. Do you think that luminite might have, other than being a drone, was a uh, was like a bug, like literally a bug? Oh yeah, I think it was just hanging out in the swarm. Like, what better place to go? You yeah. know, like if uh, I don't like if it. like the 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 Mocklins that landed there didn't Halsey mention that it was like their top intelligence officer? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like the top intelligence officer first of all, I'm going to I'm going to figure has some pretty dope tech in order to do some spying. And if you're particularly interested in spying on Havina and you know she's real into this annual festival of the Luminites, that just seems like an obvious time to mm. literally put a drone out there that no one would suspect at the time. Wow. Literally all that day you could fly where you could go in to her nook because like you got to imagine those things get like caught inside right i mean i get fireflies in my sure house. yeah all right you are 100 percent convincing me it just breaks my heart a little bit because it's such a symbolic like the blue one is the rare one and and havina tells topa like you're like the blue one and and so Topa well the mocklins are butchers why wouldn't they use that peaceful yeah, yeah. beautiful little tool yeah. as a weapon against them yeah. but i mean furthermore we could just i mean it could just be a count right like I mean, she reestablished the network, so presumably there are now yeah. twice as many people in this village than the suggested birth rate would probably allow. So there's clearly like, yeah, you know, at least I mean, probable cause. When when Kelly and Bordis get down there, like the Maklas have already conducted their investigation, and they basically say we didn't see, we didn't find anything. It all it looks fine. And, Lies. Uh, yeah, well, Mocklin <laughs> <laughs> lies. lies. Easy, we tell you lies. Easy to believe. Easy to believe. Um, but that I don't know. That seems like uh, like a failure on Havina's part too. Like, I mean, she knows these guys are coming. She's not going to hide like the extra. I don't know. We don't get a lot of the details. Right. Where's that. your security? Like, what what happened to your 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 security since you know the last I did? I guess going under union protection kind of made her. Or not protection at the time, but the um, I, I guess a no conflict agreement. Yeah. Um, kind of put her at ease, maybe, and she's not quite on her toes anymore as far as security goes. I, I don't know, but it what they told Kelly and Bordis when they got there was exactly what Kelly and Bordis wanted to hear. Mm. No problems. We can go hang out. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 you're uh, you are convincing me. It just um, it it makes a hundred percent sense that they uh, they disguised a uh, a microphoned drone as this blue luminite. Man, I'll bet you that little sucker is like a chroma bug. That sucker can turn red, it can turn green, yeah. it can turn every single one of them colors <laughs> and blue, and the thing probably cloaks too. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm be- like if this guy is the chief of security yeah. or the chief intelligence officer, this dude knows what he's going on. They they were allies of the union. They have, you know, cloaking tech, but that is heartbreaking though. If that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. But didn't you feel like they it kind of like led her right to where she needed to be to get. Well, it certainly did. Yeah, I was. I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I was. Either, I was like, oh god, she's totally getting kidnapped. <laughs> yeah, I, either they were stalking her the whole time, or or it was being controlled. Yeah, maybe stealth soldiers. Maybe they, uh, you know, but or just like there's contacts on Mockless loyal to Sanctuary. There may be contacts on Sanctuary loyal to Mockless. Yeah, I have a harder time swallowing that, and I still have a hard time right. swallowing that Havina just kind of screwed up and had extra people there that shouldn't have been there. Like, I feel like Havina is smart enough; like she would have 
like hidden those folks or, or whatever she had to do. But it also like completely makes sense to me. Like the head of security is like, okay, we're going to say, we're going to say everything's fine. We're going to go back to our shuttle, but we're sending in a drone to kind of keep spying. Yeah. We're just going to go chill in orbit. Like, right. Yeah. (laughs) We're going to watch this from above. Yeah. Then they pick up this conversation between Havina and Topa. And it's like, Oh, okay. I see what you're doing now. And let's, let's get Topa. Well, I guess there's still that then, you know, like we, just because we didn't see like her efforts doesn't necessarily mean that there weren't any. So, you know, she could very well have a whole another Island full of people, you know, I just thought of another, another, uh, uh, I guess a drawback to your theory, um, because if they picked up, if the drone picked up the conversation of Havina recruiting Topa, then it also would have picked up the information that they were looking for from Topa about who the contact is and what the what the quantum frequency is that she's supposed to be. Not necessarily, because didn't she go when she agreed to when Topa agreed to uh, you know be the relay? Yeah. Didn't they go into her? nook to then discuss that oh mm, i don't know maybe maybe i'll have to check that yeah i have to check that too all right i want to though that was- <laughs> i vaguely remember that i vaguely remember to- that's i've got like i'm 50 percent sure i wouldn't okay. even call that a good <laughs> no. guess but I'll, I'll figure it out tonight all right cool that's gonna bother me i'm gonna be like did she go in there or didn't because that makes sense no because if she didn't go in there then why did you need to kidnap topa and even do all that yeah yeah Okay. I'm going to, uh, to to say that it there's some way that this makes sense. I just haven't – you're helping me. I'm sure all will be together. revealed at some yeah. – I mean, heck, that might be what next week's – I mean, you guys saw the next on, right? No. Oh, that's right. No, you don't uh, – <laughs> you don't you don't want uh, – I, I, I should just shut my mouth. All right. <laughs> um. Okay, so let's talk about Kelly and Bordas' rescue mission. Any, anything from that you guys want to talk about? So um, really seemed like there was some chemistry going on there. I between thought so, the, too. Uh, like, whoa, hey. <laughs> yeah, I think Kelly sees Bordas in a little bit of a different light. See, I, 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 what do you mean? Like, do you mean like as like a, like an honest, like sort of attraction? Or I think like, so. Yeah, I was I, I was picking up something. Really looked like there was about to be a kiss moment there. There, yeah. there did, there did. But you know, I mean, anybody who's been friends with anybody for a very long time, and you know, obviously gone through the things they've both gone through, I mean, there's going to be a natural attraction there, regardless. And I think that was just sort of what we were getting a hint of there. I did see sort of like, yep, it, it looked like there was going to be a kiss, but. I think that they were understanding like, Oh, okay. Okay. That that's finished. All right, let's move on. Yeah. We, we had a moment, we acknowledge that moment, but there, there's still like a, an established relationship there. Yeah. I, I mean, saw you know, more of a friendship sort of thing, but that sort of went weird. Yeah. I think, I, I don't know. I could see as the deep friendship that with the possibility of turning into something else, um, Oh, absolutely. It's just by the time we got to the end of the episode. Yeah, right? Like, (laughs) that happens at the end of the episode. It's like, oh, okay. (laughs) That's a complication. Um, But if that hadn't happened, like, I could see them kind of, like, maybe... Oh, absolutely. Yeah. If if we had... If we were talking, like, at the point I saw that scene, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, definitely. Okay, boom. Right there. My opinion would have been, like, oh, maybe there is some sort of but yeah by the end of it we we could cover that later but by the end of it it's like oh okay this this is clear where this is gonna yeah go for now yeah, yeah um and yeah i hope that like i don't know we don't have that many episodes left in this season but maybe they can deal with it or maybe you know if we get a season four we can deal with it who that's a lot to to sort of spin up and wrap up in in two episodes right right right, right. Um, but I would, yeah, I would love to see that eventually, I don't know, that, that's some cool drama right there with, uh, Bordas having to make some decisions. Oh my God. Yes. Oh. And then right after that, I mean, if we could just take a moment, I'll, I'll, I'll dally about the VFX because that immediate scene after, you know, mm. when they kiss, she fall or when they look like they're going to kiss rather, but she yeah. falls, they fix her ligament and then. She's talking about uh, 
you know, once you say, uh, you know, you violated orders for bringing this, these weapons. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well done. By the way, she's really channeling that, uh, that, that John wick energy, that, um, that sort of, uh, agents of shield energy. I, I, I really felt the good vibe there. Yeah. Yeah. She's so badass. I love her. Yeah. She, but the, the VFX and that from, cause don't we warp back right after that to sort of, um, well now, wait a minute. How does that, maybe I'm too far in my head here. Cause we, they arrived on the planet and then from there they walked up. Oh, okay. Nope. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. They didn't go in. They still didn't. Um, what am I, we're miss. I'm missing a part here in my head, I think. So after she fell, didn't they walk up to the edge and look at the place? And that's when they jumped back to the nebula and Havina finally, the simulator scene. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we're, the way we're talking about this, we're just kind of talking about all the, like, right, right, right. So, but yeah, but I'm just trying of, to make sure I have it in my head. Yeah. And I don't, in I don't sequence, really right. remember either like the sequence. Cause yeah, the, the episode is like skipping back and forth between Kelly and Bordas and then Havina and, and the Oracle crew. Right. Two sort of pathways there. Right. Right. But then let's talk about that simulator scene then, if that's where we're heading. All right. We're done, we're done with Kelly Abortis. I mean, that was all pretty cool well, action stuff. Like, I enjoyed all of the. Did we want the rescue mission? Is that what you want to. Yeah, I was just talking about the rescue ah, mission. Right, right, right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. No, it's just, um, it was, it was a good, good action stuff. It was a good, like, infiltration and, um, I don't know. It just good fights. Uh, was, I mean, dude got stabbed in the eye. Oh, his, yeah. That, gosh, his good that eye. Thick. That is yeah. only I. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> no, Bordas that was his freaking anger. Oh yeah, Bord- Bordas was definitely going to kill that, kill him. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, only Kelly giving him a direct order and screaming it like, no, you know, stand down. Um, but yeah, he was. Absolutely- I can totally understand it though. Yeah, I can yeah. totally understand. When I saw him and he just like when he like let go of Topa as she like walked away, I really got that same sense. I don't know if you guys ever watched the expanse when uh, Amos goes in there and does the business to the, you know, takes out the doctor that kidnapped the guy's kid. But I got that same sort of feel. He really was like, uh, you go ahead and get, go outside. And when you're clear, I'm going to take care of this. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) and he just, he let it all out and I, I can't blame him one bit. No. No, Peter Macon's so stinking good in this. I mean, always, but this episode especially, just, you know, the, the rage was just, it, I felt it in my bullet. Oh, he channeled that. Yeah. I got to I gotta know if that was the day he had ants in his, and it's like, did he use the ants to, <laughs> to funnel that? <laughs> no, but that, that, uh, the, the torture scene was, uh, uh, quite shocking to me actually because they 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 didn't spare any of the the sort of details there they they you know with the the krill pain stick with him beating her i was like oh my god please somebody just show up and kill this guy yeah yeah it was good the whole all that rescue stuff was good oh my god it was so good it was it was very uh it was thrilling and again the pain stick to the eye and the makeup department is like that. That was great. Like you just see all of it, all the blood just like coming off. It's oh my god! It, it really that gave me chills seeing yeah. that. I'm like, my god! Like I expected him to beat him up, and that was going to be like really beat him up, and then that was going to be it. And then he just went for that stick, and I'm like, don't, don't do what I think you're going to do. <laughs> oh my lord! And we're you know we're going to have to see that guy like another time, right? And uh, like maybe not this season, but maybe season four, that guy comes back and he's got no damn eyes, right? <laughs> Cyborg visor or something. But and what made this whole thing cool too was, or even cooler, was because they keep interspersing it with what's going on with Havina and and she's dragging her feet about like kind of preventing uh, the union from doing what they need to do, um, and so we keep kind of cutting back to the hopelessness of that. But then here's Kelly and Bordas like doing what has to be done. And uh, 
Um, so it just kind of, it made the stakes, it made it even more important for them to succeed because we were seeing like the union wasn't going to be able to do anything. Um, but here just are our two back. heroes. You know, Ooh, sorry. No, I just, I think we got these two heroes kind of, um, you know, in action. And uh, I don't know, what were you going to say? Uh, I don't, the, um, just to circle back real quick on that scene with uh, when we're talking Kelly and Bordis, that reminded me when they left sanctuary mm-hmm. and you find out that the guys that sabotage the, you know, the Mocklins that sabotage the shuttle oh, and they man. do that, that <laughs> tapping in the main engine, <laughs> that was to have me cackling. I thought that was just great. That was a yeah. thrill ride. Yeah, it was cool. Like I didn't, it took me a minute to catch up and understand what they were doing because you know, they use like the techno jargon and stuff, but so I guess what they disabled was just like the, the kind of the repulsor lift kind of, you know, yeah, some kind of any gravity techno battle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they disabled that, but they still had the engines. So they just had to use, they didn't just have to, cause it was like really hard, <laughs> but they used the engines to actually take off. And so like, instead of like, Hover, you know, floating up and hovering and then taking off they just took off from the ground and it was just crash a bunch of trees and, <laughs> yeah that was pretty great it was like zero to a thousand in yeah. no time like <laughs> just glued to the back of your seat yes yeah all right so let's talk about um havina's decision um which i think i kind of outlined that earlier but um as part of that um they have her visit the simulator so johnny talk to me about this scene <laughs> yeah dolly parton um the 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 way the look on her face the expression the way she dropped to her knees when dolly yeah. walked in the door yeah that was that was exactly what i thought would happen and yeah. that was just so beautiful to see yeah it was great and, and i like how they were able like the dolly simulation was like Havina brings up like you're not really Dolly Parton you're a simulation I know you're just going to tell me what they want you to tell me um but the Dolly simulation like she acknowledges that she is you know not the actual Dolly Parton um but she's able to convince Havina pretty quickly that she you know whatever she says would be what Dolly would say like it was it was enough like Dolly actually being there that Havina uh was going to listen to her yeah an example of that that they had loaded every, um, basically everything possible about <laughs> about Dolly in there, so she was faithfully recreated. Right, the uh, all the historical databases and mm-hmm. all her media and all that, and we've well, seen and, the computer do a good job with that. Yeah, right. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then the the wisdom that Dolly gave her, I thought, was so it was so perfect because it wasn't like, okay, here's this Dolly simulation, just telling you what to do. It was, you know, this very kind of just wise storytelling um, that led to um, <laughs> Havina called it a parable um, <laughs> that, you know, led to just a, a, a really great wise conclusion that I think Havina just realized that, you know, the truth of it, that, um, you know, you have to do the right thing in the moment. And then because Havina was hurt, she was concerned that if she did the right thing, it was going to have all these negative repercussions. And mm-hmm. Dolly just helped her to see, look, you, you just got to, you still got to do the right thing and then let the repercussions be the repercussions. And, and it tends to have a way of working out. Um, yeah. Just which, let the chips fall where they may. Right. But, but as long as you do thing. the right thing. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's Dolly was very Havina like there, you know, it, it was, it was, it was sort of, and she's going, she's now sort of passing that wisdom, that, that wisdom right on a Havina. Who's going to build that into her colony. Right. Right. I think it's a great, uh, sort of rule to live by. I mean, you've got to do right in the now and mm-hmm. let the future be what it is. Right. Yeah. You start second guessing yourself and you, you can, you can lead yourself down all kinds of dark paths because you think the, the ends justify the means. Right. Yep. Uh, Best thing was, you can do for others is be sure of yourself. Yeah. So great scene. 
awesome to see Dolly in there and, and you know, and everybody, we all feel about Dolly the way that Tavina feels about Dolly. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Right. <laughs> so it was, yeah, it was just fantastic. And, um, uh, I never thought we would have went from, you know, including nine to five as a, <laughs> as sort of like a, uh, funny little, you know, insert into the female Mocklin culture to, mm-hmm. Hey, we have Dolly Parton on the show, right? <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> and that was a big secret, right? Like the, I, I don't look at this stuff anyway, but it was where people talking, there about was no know. leak on that before it dropped. Now, Fantastic. spoilers. I mean, you know, it, it's kind of a weird world and it, it's impossible to not see spoilers online. You know what I mean? Like you can mute hashtags and all that. You can mute words and that's great. But like, eventually something's going to get by your filters. So like a lot of times I'll just avoid it if I really want to avoid it, but not with the Orville, man. I'm, I'm all, you can't spoil (laughs) the Orville for me in in my opinion, but I understand and I try and respect. So I, you know, I put warnings up and a lot of us do, most of us do, or at minimum we're hashtagging basically everything we're doing. Yeah. So that, that makes it nice and easy. But uh, I know on this, uh, on this episode in particular, the, the Dolly factor just, just blew it up. I mean, it was, it was everywhere. I mean, I opened up Facebook, Dolly Parton on the Orville. I opened up Instagram, Dolly Parton on the Orville. Like it, it was incredible. Yeah. I didn't even know that one was happening. Yep, no leaks. No, yeah. that was an airtight secret, and that is that is great. That's great. I, I've never seen. I didn't see any mention of her ever coming on the show. Honestly, I don't even them. think it was on IMDb or anything. You know, I don't think they before the episode aired. I don't think yeah. they added or edited any of that. Yeah, because you know, you, you know, usually I'll get a lot of things. Um, <laughs> throughout early even if it's been a couple of years but yeah this one nope nothing at all it's a nice surprise uh, even for you then yeah yeah it was i had that conversation too i was like i can't believe you guys managed to get this one or <laughs> get this one by me or didn't uh yeah you like, guys are the news everything. network it's uh that you know you're you're really linked in over there you gotta <laughs> coordinate with all that the fact that you know just conversations with the cast or with anybody you know what i mean like well, actually, I don't know if they knew. That's a good question. <laughs> yeah, That'd since they did, question. they did. Uh, you know, outside of outside of uh, of, of Rena, um, right? <laughs> she had to know, but yeah, they did. Uh, they did that shoot in Tennessee, right? But you know, even and Rena wasn't even. I don't think Rena was. I don't, I don't think they, she wasn't there for. No, they. I, I think she uh, actually corrected that on Twitter somewhere. Um, I don't remember. I don't want to quote misquote it, but I think she mentioned she was there. They shot Dolly's part, and then they shot her part back when they came back. Yeah, okay, um, that makes sense because I mean she's got a, she does have a candid photo with her in costume. So right, you know, she's so like she's clearly in the costume. They, they're yeah. clearly in the same room. Like no, but like not in the show. I mean, you know, the the photo you're talking about there. Yeah, so I, I don't know how they how they did the travel and got the set to and got Tennessee. that all under wraps. <laughs> but yeah, I I guess it was easier easier to hide than than getting Dolly onto the onto the Fox lot. Oh God, yeah, there's <laughs> no way you're getting Dolly onto that lot without somebody seeing that, right? Right, right. I mean, it, whew. Yeah, but I mean, you know, that's, that's got to be a lot of Seth there. Um, you know, he doesn't, he's very much like you. He does not like spoilers, Michael. He's, yeah. I mean, that's what he was saying on the panel, wasn't it? I, I thought I saw a clip from the, the panel where at a SDCC where he was basically saying, you know, don't spoil it. And so he may, he, he can compartmentalize enough that, you know, especially during COVID, right? Like much easier to compartmentalize it that you kind of had to compartmentalize at right, that point. Right. Yeah, I'm sure that helped actually. Ah, um, oh, but can you just imagine just like the risk of one reply all? 
(laughs) One forward, one reply all, you know, one text message snapshotted or something. I mean, it could have been that easy, but it didn't. And, you know, that's just a testament to the team, too. Right. You know, they're all working on this. They all want us to be surprised. They all want us to see the story in its completeness as non-spoilaged as possible. Right. All right. So speaking of big surprises, the end of this episode. So um, it all works out. Like Havina makes the right decision. Um, she goes in front of the union council and tell the admits uh, to breaking the treaty, which makes the Mocklins blow up and they basically pull out of, uh, um, of the union. Um, Kelly and Bordas return with Topa. And I guess because of all of this, because um, of what comes out about Topa and the way she was treated by the Mocklins, Clyden returns. And, uh, Boom. yeah, he, Boom. I had written him off a couple of episodes ago. We talked about like how, you know, some people just don't want to be redeemed. And I was just kind of like, okay, I guess Clyden is one of those people. And we're just, we're not going to get, I thought maybe like if we got a season four, maybe he would come back and we would do some more stuff with him. But I never imagined that he was going to come back, especially this quickly. Um, and, uh, and, you know, just kind of be repentant and, and want to rejoin the family. And uh, it was a shock, but it was also like really well done. I believed all of it. Um, so I don't know. What did you guys think about that? Well, um, I know that, uh, this, uh, season's theme is coexistence, right? So that's sort of in line with that theme, you know, where, where he realizes what's going on. He turns around and comes back, but all in all, man, I don't, I gotta be honest here. I, I don't trust him. Really? <laughs> no, I freaking don't trust him. Mm. I do not trust him. Um, I watched. I, I love Chad on the uh, the Expanse, and and he can play a hard ass. He can play a guy with a soft heart. And and this this could just be. I mean, how do we know he's not just a plant? Yeah, I, I mean, I guess we don't. But boy, I I don't want to believe it. I don't either. Honestly, I don't, I don't either. And and I'm, that's why I'm sticking with the coexistence side. I, it's yeah. it's a much better uh, sort of fairy tale here until I see an episode where that comes up or that I don't know. Maybe in the next two episodes we'll start to see suggestions of that or something, and then maybe I'll change my mind. But for right now, I'm glad to see he came back. I am very glad to see that he came back. He he. They had the honest conversation. They broke, he, you know, he just broke down. He admitted, look, I was kind of being a total dick. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? I accept you as who you are. Can we try again? You know what I mean? Like, can we, can we just hit reset, start building trust from there? If that's what happens, then whew, I love it. Yeah. But I just, God, he's such a jerk, man. He he's just <laughs> such an insufferable asshole. Like, it's like, can you really like? Can you or did you come back for other reasons? Now they did mention they like renounced their citizenship too, though, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. So it, it broke. Mean? I mean, I think that would that would happen with the Bordas anyway. But it apparently broke Clyden en- enough that yeah, he renounced his citizenship and he you know, was full down with the, with all the, the Mocklin dogma before. So. Right. But doesn't that, doesn't that like that right there? Like it's like, okay, <laughs> Clyden, Clyden finally had enough that he said, you know what? Female Mocklins, they're totally cool. They're totally cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm good with it. I, I just, I don't know if I buy it yet. That's all. Yeah, I am swallowing it for now. <laughs> he's totally good with one female Mocklin at least. Yeah, that's how I'm. That's how I'm holding up. At least, it. yes. He if if appearances stand, then yeah, he is. He's all right, and he's that's why he's leaving Mocklas. But you know, I really got Bordas 
is who I'll trust. That gauge is who I'll trust. Yeah. I will look to what Bordis thinks is going on. But then again, <laughs> that may be exactly what they want me to do to get lulled into it so that he's not the one that sees it. But, uh, oh man, you never know with, uh, with the Orville, right? Man. Never know. But I tell you what, the, the episode got me. I, I, I don't, I'm trying to remember if I cried during the Tale of Two Pilpas. I know I was pretty kind of choked up during that one, but this one, like full board, like Clyden's, when Clyden starts crying at the end, I'm crying at the end. And when he invites Kelly to sit down and freaking have dinner with him, I'm crying still. Like, I just, oh my God. Speaking of which, I, I you, you reminded me, and it, this doesn't have anything to do with crying except for what maybe Kelly's <laughs> doing later after this, but. If a Mocklin thinks that soup is spicy, what's that going to do to a human? You know, I thought about the same thing. I'm like, isn't that like basically ingesting jet fuel now (laughs) or turpentine or something at that point? Because, I mean, he can they can eat cactuses and like. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she's pretty hardcore, but I don't know. I don't know. She really likes spicy foods. Yeah. She can handle it. There you go. I yeah, mean, I apparently. like spicy foods too, but that sounds really, that sounds way higher than the Buffalo Wild Wings kind of chicken <laughs> that I would get. <laughs> Definitely doing the blazing challenge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, that scene tore me up. When, uh, yeah, I was definitely sort of choked up by I, I was definitely choked. I, who am I kidding? I was I was a mess. Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, I'll tell you what it is. It's it's like Clyden's whole arc. It's we've kind of all been invested in this since season one. Yeah. Like and it's just watching him season after season and now looking like in this season yet again, we're going to see the same old Clyde and, and then just for him finally to turn around. It was just, it, it was, it was quite fulfilling for the story. Yeah. You know, like finally having that look a little bit brighter than it has been, but I, yeah. I can't, I, I just don't trust him. I can't trust him. <laughs> Not right now. He's got a lot. He's got a lot of redemption work to do. He better be making a bunch of upside cake. <laughs> <laughs> Corner pieces. Yes, <laughs> corner pieces with a flower on them for Bordas, <laughs> you know, and and for Kelly, like absolutely. And we had had this conversation, like Kelly and Bordas had this conversation earlier when they were on the planet about how, like, Bordas basically said, "Your family, you're part of, like, you are important to Topa, you are important to me, you are part of our family," um, and that's kind of like, you know, kind of almost see like you know, maybe she could be a real part of their family. Like, you know, they, maybe, I don't know, but they climb this back in the picture. And that's also a very large possibility too. I mean, right. We, we don't really know Mocklin culture. I mean, it could be very open in different regards, you know? Well, this could it, be a pansexual sort of uh, a species as well. We, we've, we've heard a lot of bad about uh, Mocklin culture, but we haven't really explored it. Like, in a more sort of grandiose sort of way, like how their, their, their planet sort of, other than the, uh, I guess the industry part of it. Right. I mean, we do know that Uh because they, you know, live test weapons and all that. But other than that, like, you know, we didn't get a view of Machlis like we have of Krill. I'm not hundred percent sure what you're saying. Like we haven't sort of gotten into the whole like larger culture of uh, like how Mocklins live on a day to day basis. Yeah. Other than the courtroom, we haven't really seen right. anywhere else on Mocklis. Yeah. All we really have is what we see of Clyden and Bordas's relationship. Right. You know, in their Which quarters. is a whole like whirlwind. Yeah. But I mean, I, it's Bordas is, Bordas is a rebel. Right. And, um, but I, I think it would be a big act of rebellion. Like if Clyde had never come back and Bordas actually started a relationship with a female, like that would be a huge Oof. deal. That would be a huge deal in his culture. Um, and to Clyden. And to Clyden. Because, you know, Clyden was formerly female as well. Oh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's a whole other layer to it. And if, yeah, if at some point Bordas decides to leave Clyden for Kelly, holy moly. Oh God. There's good stuff coming, man. (laughs) I love this little. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. 
No, I had not thought about that. Like, I'm like, oh, they're all, you know, one big happy team again. Yay. But I'm like, well, wait a minute. Yeah, what if that kiss did mean there. something? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they and they really have some unresolved stuff to figure out. And that's it's all true. in the back burner now. Like it's all being suppressed because Clyden's around. And of course it would be, but it's still there. Like I think, you know, I hope that it bubbles up again at some point. Oh man. There's still a whole lot. There's still two and two hours and some change <laughs> to really make some ruckus with that storyline. <laughs> right. Right. And the novella. And the oh, novella. and the novella. Yes. And I've got to read that before, uh, this week's episode because this is where it's supposed to it was supposed to be episode nine right right, right yeah yep. so i want to read that before this episode airs that way you know i'm all caught up because he said it's canon wow i'm not going to get to it before next episode but i, I want to hear a report like i want to read a summary here or something i want to know what's going on in it because i will read it eventually but i'm not that fast a reader uh, i i got the I, i'm ready to hear uh how do you how do you say his yeah. last name? Bruce. I'm ready to hear Bruce read that. I'm the I'm President Sheridan is about to read me an Orville novel. And this, <laughs> I could not be a happier nerd in 2022, man. I am I'm just beyond them. If you'd have told me this when I was 15 years old was gonna happen, I'd have told you you were crazy. <laughs> All right. Well, but anything yeah, else? The, oh, sorry. No, I was just gonna ask, ask if there was anything else we wanted to talk about. Yeah, I was going to let you hover on the, the topic for a bit, but I do want to talk about the VFX because holy crap, the the nebula shots and everything. But mm. there's that. I'm sure you've seen it on my Twitter. Well, maybe you haven't because you, you may be avoiding it because of potential spoilers. <laughs> so I would totally understand that. But um, there was the, the shot where, you know, Havina has finally agreed, you know, that they're doing the montage, right, to um, uh, what was the song called? Uh, Try, I try. Try, yeah. Try, try. thank yeah. you. Um, so they're doing the montage, and then they go back. They take Havina to Earth, and now obviously, you know, the whole scene of them pulling out of the nebula, and the the, the just the nebula playing off the hull, the light playing off the hull. Mm. Oh my goodness, God! Like that. That I love good visuals and sci-fi, and that was just. Uh, I mean. To me, though, it was the 28 seconds right after they got back to Earth as they were coming into space dock and that the, the Orville just comes right at you. Mm. And then that score just kicks in. Like, oh my, I was out of my seat, cat, like just screaming and shouting. <laughs> and mind you, this is at like 1.30 in the morning, right? Like one, well, I guess at that point it was like 1.05 or something. It's like 55 minutes into it. Maybe a little less than that, but you know, I live in a duplex, so like my neighbors, I'm sure, could hear me at one o'clock in the morning just hooting and hollering over here. Awesome. The the whole pan over the, I mean, they they brought the ship right at you. They they pan around the bridge. You see everybody yeah, yeah. on the bridge, and they're, they're you know, Havina's just standing there looking out at space docks, and you know, you with that scene right there, you couldn't tell me that the Orville isn't a real ship. Yeah. I mean, wow. Sorry, you just wanted to gush on that. Yeah, I'm glad you did. (laughs) Yeah, that was... Yeah, the VFX this whole season and last season have been so good. Um, That's a great example of it. They have just stepped it up in every department. I mean, the scores are just excellent. Mm -hmm. You know, here we are again with, with another Dolly song. I honestly, three Dolly or two Dolly songs, you know, in this episode. So that makes three total, you know, that we've, we've then put into this sci-fi universe and and it couldn't fit together more perfectly. Like it belongs there. Yeah. Joe, anything else you want to talk about? Um. Well, next week's episode is titled Domino, so I don't know. Maybe there's dominoes falling. The domino the, effect. Starting with the uh, ousting of the Mocklins, you know. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Well, they did just do that at the uh, end of the last episode, right? They just yeah, ejected, they uh, ejected the Mocklins. They did. And if you get a chance, obviously, before the episode, definitely read or listen to the audiobook for uh, Sympathy for the Devil. 
the Orville novella. Um, Michael's not going to get to that, but I've got the, I've got, I've got it on audible, uh, downloaded. So I, I'll probably just listen to it tomorrow. Yep. That, that's going to that? be my plan. You know that's a good question. Is? I could probably figure that out. Cause I actually, that's a great, um, that's a great alternative for me. Amazon. Yeah. I mean, this is going to be, he, he felt it was enough that it needed to go out three hours. You know, five like, minutes. Oh, I can like, three hours and five minutes. I can do that. Your Google is, is super. Your Google foo is, is strong, <laughs> Michael. It's very strong. And I've got one credit available to me in audible. Anyways, I'm buying it right now. Boom. Done. Yeah. You know, I think I let me double check. I think I've got a a credit or two. Maybe I'll may, maybe we'll just run a quick giveaway, and I'll give the uh, oh look at copy, that. That is an excellent idea. I might have credits available because you know I've got Prime and all, and they just give you like what a couple each. Time. So I, I'll have yeah. to check. But it's like less than six bucks anyway. It looks like right, yeah, something like that. But yeah, I mean, I'm down for anything that helps in, in you know, increase visibility to the fandom. Uh, do we want to talk about the, uh, the, the SDCC news? Before the uh, move to the Disney. So the oh, move yeah, to Disney yeah, Plus, that's right. Yeah, that, that is news. Well, the addition yeah. to Disney plus, yeah. I should say, yeah. I so confuse anybody. Yeah, <laughs> as, as Johnny says, it's so uh, August 10th. So after the season finale, um, the all three seasons will be on Disney plus wow. in the U S in addition to Hulu. So cool. Yeah. Don't know what that means for the future just yet, but yeah, there's that. Yeah. Yeah. So. I'm not quite sure either, but uh, I know it's not a bad thing. If Disney plus is like, Hey, we'd like to carry you in our catalog. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Like Disney's doing that a lot. Like I just realized the other day that alias, the TV show alias is, on both Disney plus and Hulu for some reason. Well, I don't want to go into wild speculation, but there's a lot of stuff on Hulu that's on Disney and uh, that I've noticed at least. So, but one way or the other, I see it as a good thing for us. You know, all I see is, is more viewers, you know, because there's some people that just may have, you know, just have Disney plus. So it's like, but I think it also gives like sort of um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for here is. It's like a, a credibility rating, honestly. I mean, yeah, we're on Hulu, right? And you know, Hulu, Handmaid's Tale, and uh, you know, uh, Only Murders in the Building, really good. But then when Disney Plus is like, "Hey, have you heard of the Orville?" People are gonna be like, "Well, now wait a minute. Why are you?" You know, I, I feel like that sort of comes with a a cred boost. You know? Yeah, because you, you know you're going to see it in the um, in the title flow at the top of the screen when it's added alongside yep. of uh, you know the MCU and Star Wars. And- yeah, Star Wars, all of that. Just and I don't know if you've been huge. following my uh, little sort of tracking posts, but we we do well in Disney Plus around the world. Mm-hmm. All right, so we didn't go to like four and a half hours or anything. So no, we didn't. That's I think awesome. that's a win. I mean, my, the, your first fan guest uh, ended up running his mouth for almost two hours last time. Right. Like, <laughs> All right. Yeah, no, this is, this is good. Um, yeah. I like the, I, I like the new, uh, the new rhythm. <laughs> yeah. <it's true. laughs> so, anyway, but uh, all right, Michael, you want to play us out again? For sure. If you are not already, follow us on Twitter at Planetary underscore Union. We're on Facebook at Planetary Union Network. Just search for that. Instagram is Planetary Union Network. And our website is planetaryunion.net. Johnny, where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, at Johnny A. Reed. Awesome. On Twitter, yep. My my nickname and my full name. So that's, <laughs> I'm a real person. I'm a real person, I assure you. I'm real enough that they, you guys invited me on here twice. So I, again, thank <laughs> you again. I, I, I'm honored beyond belief. Well, just a, a very sophisticated player. AI. <laughs> I'm, I, I, I'm, 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 to be truthful, I'm actually just a creation of Pedro. 
All right. So, yeah, make sure you follow Johnny, follow us, and uh, we will see you back here um, in about a week. Until and tell then. everyone you know to watch the Orville. The more we watch, the higher the chances are for renewal. Let's let's everybody watch, right? Everybody watch. Yeah. And everybody tell your friends. Watch. Absolutely. <laughs> watch the Orville. Watch the Orville. And subliminal message you know can we can we like throw this to like a uh one of those uh you know fast moving words you know consume <laughs> all right unk smash <laughs> unk smash <laughs> we don't have a better tagline yet no you can no always it, do hey Olavis. it's <laughs> That's always mine. In, it's always in the first episode it seems so yeah Yep. I like yeah. it. It's Unk Smash, at least for another couple episodes. And Unk has been around a lot more than I expected him to be this season. Yeah, he like, has. Yeah. He's just all over the place. Like he's just randomly, in, you know, in a corridor. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that cracked me up when he poked his head around that corner during the, <laughs> during the Gordon uh, Topo conversation. Oh man. I was expecting, uh, you know, yeah. some kind of, <laughs> 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 <laughs>